Hello and welcome to the Complaint Desk. Drop your complaints in the bin on your way out. We're just two worship pastors discussing all things worship and church leadership. I'm Danny, I'm here with Doug, and we're here to help you navigate the life and ministry of a worship pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump right in. What's up? Uh, just listen to tunes all day if we didn't get stop. copyright striked or something. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, we kind of have run the gamut this morning from 80s choir to jazz combo <sighs> to... You were killing me with the 80s choir stuff. Fashion. Don't be a baby. And for people that don't know, we get on here about an hour and discuss things before we get on live. We've worn out our topics before we get on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to from now on. I'm just going to play 80s choir music for you before we start. Ugh. Get you get you in the right mindset for podcasting. I could set a cardboard cut out of me right here. <laughs> <laughs> in a smiling, smiling fashion. <laughs> oh, there you go. Breakdown. <laughs> but it's like, what are these people doing? <laughs> nah. See, they like to break down too. Oh yeah. Oh man. Love the organ in there. Ah, oh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Even though we could. <laughs> A little musical Breaking analysis. It down. Yeah, All we can do things. that. <laughs> oh man. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today. Um I'm still trying to wake up. I'm not really awake yet. <laughs> and me either. It's a little little cloudy here this morning, gloomy. But yeah, it's a little a lot of rainy yesterday. Oh man, we got we got so much rain yesterday. <laughs> it just didn't stop. But uh, anyway, well, we didn't come here to talk about the weather either. So, uh, but today we are going to talk about uh, just just ways to be prepared for Easter. But before we do that. Um, like always, we want to start with a little bit of scripture. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah, I can go. Um, sorry, I had to get my cough button real quick. <laughs> uh, this is a passage. It's, it's pretty well known to, I think, everybody, the students of scripture anyway. Uh, Psalm 139. We often read this uh, or we'll read sections of 139 as worship leaders. Yep. But we were discussing something last night as a Bible study that meets... Uh, we meet on Zoom, get to go with a bunch of people, and we were discussing some things. kind of made me think. Uh, Psalm 139, verses 14 through 16, says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We always take that, you know, that scripture to be, yep. you know, are certain things that we talk about. Yep. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, um, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every word of them. The, day that, uh, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. And it's a, and you can go on and read here, but it's a, it's a neat picture. And we always, the immediate thoughts we have is how God formed us in the womb. And there's other passages that support that. And we kind of use that as a defense of the beginning of life. Sanctity of life. Sunday. About, yep. Yeah, yeah, sanctity <laughs> of life and things like that. Yep. But for us, we were talking about this just in God's intent in creating us and making us. And we were talking about servitude of all things, willing bond servants, being yep. willing bond servants to God. And what that meant and how here in the Western world we don't um, – we're all independent. We do our own thing. We're not, you know, subservient to anybody, but it's the idea of willingly serving. And, and this passage kind of brought to light for us the, the you know, you're not going to serve a God. You don't know who he is. And, yeah. and to get the grander scope, God created you from the very beginning and had thoughts of you yeah. and woven, woven you together, 
weaved you together or put you together and and just the awesome responsibility and privilege it is yeah. to serve a God like that. Yeah. Um, I can't encompass it all in this conversation, but but it was it was really great to think about that because we talked, we started with talking about, you know, sl- being slaves to God, being yeah. slaves to Christ, yep. what bond servant meant. You can dive into all that. But here in this passage, it is a privilege to serve God because this is the God we serve. It's not like serving a man or right. a woman or, you know, mortal powers or whatever. Um, this is a God who can, who pre-thought you, mm. prepared you, fit you together specifically where you are. You know, I'm not good with words this morning, but that's how it is. <laughs> that's what God says about about us. And it's a privilege to serve him. Yeah. yeah. That's a good word, but you're right. That is a passage that you almost always hear on that uh, Sanctity of Life Sunday, yep. February ish. It just passed. Uh, it's all. It's it's twelve months. It's all uh, all the oh, time, man. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I, it usually right comes. It, it usually comes about hard for most people, and I hate to say this, but around a political election, it, it starts to be talked about a lot more. It should be talked about more than that, of course. But yeah, but at Southern Baptist, oh, we oh. actually have a day dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's in February. Yep. I think that's right, but think, well, yeah, it's February because National Prayer is like May and all that. Yeah, I don't. I can't keep them all straight. We have too many days for everything. Mm-hmm. But well, that's a good word. Uh, mine is not nearly <laughs> that encouraging. Yeah, you're in Judges. <laughs> yes, I am. Judges one. Um, I'm. I'm only going to read like a verse or two here. After the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord, who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land to his hand. Judah said to Simeon, his brother, come up with me into the territory allotted to me that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with you into the territory allotted to you. Um, so they, <clears throat> excuse me, they go through this fight. But what I want to get to here is chapter 2. Just kind of setting the stage for you. Chapter two, mm-hmm. now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim, and he said, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you into the land that I swore to give to your fathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall break down their al- break down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare to you. As soon as the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the people of Israel, the people lifted up their voices and wept. Mm. There's I mean, finality there, too. You know where I'm going with too this. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's just like being a parent, right? Yeah. I mean, you tell, your, tell your kids, I tell my boys, don't do this, or if you do this, you know, you're going to be in trouble or whatever. Here's the consequence. Yeah. Well, then they get mad because I did what I said I was going to do. And yeah, like, what, what do you think? What did you think I was going to do? I mean, that's the same thing with God here, right? Is yeah. God said, look, I told you what to do. You've not done it. So now you deal with the consequences of that. And I believe there's still Israel is still dealing with that today. The question is. Oh, well, yeah. As an extension, we all are still today, but yes, yes, Israel specifically. Yeah, but my question is, you know, what does this look like if they do go in and fully drive out the inhabitants of the land? What does that look like today? You know, do they have peace? Do, do they not? I, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, that's that's not something that one one can know, right? But I, I just find it interesting, and it's just judges. I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. But Judges kind of shows us a microcosm of the human cycle, right? Where God comes in, all is good, we're worshiping, we're disobedient, God fixes the problem, we're all repentant, worshipful, we do something stupid, God comes in, fixes it. (laughs) I mean, it's Mm it's that same cycle over and over and over, we cry out for help. Oh God, why have you done this to us? Well, he's like, well, really, I, I, you did it to yourself. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's it's the same way with children. It's the same way with me, right? I mean, I see this pattern in my own life too. Mm-hmm. But it's just amazing how how much we 
I don't know, it's like we we don't like reading the Old Testament because of things like this, but it describes perfectly who we are. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big mirror. And I was just thinking as far as relation to a worship pastor, worship leader, we kind of feel like we go through these cycles as well. I feel like it's this extension of the worship war cycles, right? Going through history of yeah. even from the first century church to now, all the cycles of genres of music and yeah. Each one is you got to blast this kind versus the other kind, and this is the one that's holy, and this is not holy, and well, this one's watered down, and that's not watered down, and it's just this constant battle. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I like I like this. I, I love to read the the Old Testament for like the reason you said because it, it does show me like who I am. Many times, children of Israel, while the meat was still in their mouth, they complained against God. And I mean, how many times have we done that? You know, this is the same children later on. It's 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 pretty crazy, man. I mean, it. Read through Judges. Read through, um, read through um, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. Read through all those. Even the prophets. Mm. I mean, the prophets are doing the same thing. You have you have forgotten your God. Essentially, is what they're is what the message is, right? Um. Because primarily the prophets are written toward uh, Judah and uh, uh, Israel. So, you know, the the primary message is you've forgotten your God. You've been disobedient. You've forgotten what he commanded you to do. You have ignored what he commanded you to do. Therefore, here are the consequences, right? And some Mm. of those, uh, you know, as you read through, you know, Daniel, whatever, I mean, you even have a forward, forward look at, even from us, of what that looks like. Right. Yeah. So, and verse 14. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and he gave them over to the plunderers who plundered yeah. them. And yep. He sold them into the hands of the surrounding enemies. Yeah. Wow. And they were in terrible and distress. And he sold them and he sold them. This, this is an act of God yeah. doing this. Yep. As a con. Yeah. We could quit on that if you want to. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, just spend Thanks for the rest of the, down, Danny. Spend the rest of the day in penance. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> hail marys, five hundred of them go. <laughs> Whatever. Goodness. I don't know how that works, but um, uh, yeah, I don't either. Count the beads, <laughs> do the five hundred hail marys. Yeah. But but it's it's interesting um, because as you read down even in verse two. Um, they were in terrible distress. The Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yeah, the yeah. judges were raised at that point, yeah. Yeah, they did not listen to their judges. For they went after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers walked to obey the commandments of the Lord. They did not do mm-hmm. so. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge. He saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord, Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers going after other gods, serving them, bowing down to them. I mean, it's <laughs> that's that's the cycle, right? If you think about it, it, we so many times read Scripture as as them and us. All right. As, as we live yeah. in a vacuum. Well, we're not them. We would not make decisions like that. Oh, my goodness. Can't you see? No, I would. Why <laughs> in the world? It's like reading a novel. Why in the world would you do that? Don't go in there. It's dark, you know, or the proverbial, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> from all the horror movies, you know, uh, yeah. take somebody with you. No, I'll be right back. You know, they're dead. Newsflash. It, you, they were not you right You kind of see it coming <laughs> that, that this is going to happen with yep. them. But how many times have, have we been warned? How many times have, have individual churches or, or ministries been, uh, get, God's given them the warning sign. If you don't, if you don't change ways, if you don't reach people, if you don't love people, if you don't serve people, if you keep staying in this little pod, isolated in the 1970s, you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. No, no, we want our things. We want it the way it was at this yep. time. And we are all like that. It's not just, oh yeah. you know. It's just a different we don't time. Wanna, yeah, <laughs> and it's just different times. Like I'm I'm, 40, I'm 49. Yeah, I'm are. 49, oh, and I'm starting to see in myself the things that I, and I don't want to change this because I, I know this better. You know, I know this life or. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this the other day as far as music. 
it's not often that a worship leader, a worship pastor can remake themselves like with, with genres of music. Usually you'll see if you've been in traditional all your life, it's very hard for you to swing over into contemporary or vice versa. And, and I'm not doing the pat back or anything like that, but I've had a few of those transitions where I've kind of, I've kind of had to remake myself for the ministry or for the church that was, I was at. And that's not easy for people to do, but if I fight against that, you know, I feel like that's God changing me. And if I fight against that, I'm literally fighting God there at that point. So anyway, that was way more than we wanted to go into that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good though. I mean, I've, Look, take the encouragement. If you don't read yeah. the Old Testament, if you never read the Old Testament, dig in. Start with the narrative passages. Start with... Um, don't start with Leviticus. I mean, that's probably not a good place to go. <laughs> you start with Exodus, though. I, I mean, start you with know, Genesis. You know what I'm loving? What's that? My pastor is preaching through, and I, I've read it a billion times. I love the story of David oh, yeah. and Solomon and Jonathan and Saul and First yep. uh, and 2 Samuel. So we've been going through that, and it's been... Really, really neat to go back through that again and kind of think about. Hmm. Uh, All right, let's get to the day. Samuel, stuff. we can talk about the um, the yeah. the Viomer passages in Hebrew and and how they act as a narrative device to move the story. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, you've been uh, see that's doctrinal degree stuff. That's no, no, nope. layman people. No, that's ten years ago. Um, Hebrew is what that is. <laughs> that was a. I took a Hebrew syntax class in. Uh, I think that was a two week class. It's Hebrew syntax. Two There's weeks. nothing that will punish you more. Eight to five, two weeks. <laughs> I no. had to get it. Look, man, I just wanted to be done. <laughs> I was doing Let's anything I could to get it done. Uh, come on, Let's man. Talk it's about Hebrew. Easter. <laughs> Did you ever take Hebrew? Uh, yes. Okay. And Greek, okay. and I, I ask me if I know anything right now. No, I borrowed your books. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I had forgotten that. I took uh, Kellum. I think I took Kellum with Greek, and I took yeah. I can't remember. It was McDaniel. Oh okay, McDaniel. Yeah, yeah. I'm back in. Yeah, and it, nobody cares remember. about that. But that was our seminary professors at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah, I had but, Kellum for Greek. I love Doctor Kellum. I love Doctor Kellum. Uh-huh. He's an awesome guy. Killed me in Greek, but he's an awesome guy. Uh, <laughs> I did fine. I had Doctor Black. I did. T- I took Doctor Black one, and I took um, okay Doctor Kellum second. I had Kellum for both, and I was supposed to take him for a syntax, a Greek syntax. That was what I was planning on taking. I had a back surgery, though. They got scheduled in the second of a second week of a three week class. So that mm. one was three weeks. I, that's the only reason I remember that's because the back surgery was the middle week. So we figured mm. that was probably not a good idea. So I kind of got forced into Hebrew syntax instead. <laughs> Yeah, we had a little cancer show up in about then, so I kind of had to split some stuff uh, and do some different really? things too. So. Really? Yeah. Wow. Never heard about that. Yeah. Life. <laughs> What's that like? Life. Yeah. Man. Well, good checkup on him, by the way. That's good. Yeah. So my son, uh, 13 now, um, had was diagnosed with leukemia in 2014, but got a good checkup. They're now moving him into the basically it's a research stage so okay. it's it's in complete remission but they're going to study him bone density yeah how he's growing yep. all that stuff so they can <laughs> add to the research how he's growing he's already 43 feet tall he's <laughs> five nine at 13 years old he has a size 13 shoe <laughs> that's awesome i didn't i didn't mean uh, to get so into crazy. that but but i got no. as you mentioned that that was cool that he got that report uh so. yeah yeah, been praying for yeah, that for a long time. Very happy, and God blessed, and and continues to bless in that. So oh I'm yeah. Happy. Well, let's get into our topic today. Um, primarily, we want to think about um, practical things that we can do for Easter. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. unless you've been living in a rock under a rock, and even if you have been living under a rock, you probably know <laughs> the Easter's uh, one, two, three weeks away. Yeah, you you better know. You, you better be- know it's coming. You better. Yeah. That's right, because here it comes. And uh, just in case, just let's go ahead and get a jump on things. Christmas is right behind it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we kind of, as worship leaders, we kind of think about these two events for the big events of the year. There's other things as well in, in some church context. Man, I'm just but, talking from a life perspective. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to blink and it's going to be Christmas. Ugh. I know. You're going to be sending me Christmas songs here soon. <laughs> I'm about to do that anyway. I've already got my stuff uh, picked out. I'm All my Lord. advent services are already planned. <laughs> You stink. You don't even have Easter planned, and you probably have Christmas I do. planned already. I've got both planned. I've had I've had both planned oh for Lord. months. I had I had this coming Christmas planned before last Christmas was over. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the man. You are the man. <laughs> All right, back to practical Go. spiritual ways. Take to it, man. prepare for Easter. Um, you go with your list and I will shoot holes in all of it. Go ahead. Yeah, you shoot holes in <laughs> it. You shoot holes in it. I know you're doing some of this stuff too. But you know, I was just thinking, I thought of this was a couple weeks ago, and I had meant to mention it to you. But Easter's coming as worship leader. This is, it may, depending on your context, it may or may not be the biggest yeah. service that you have. Yep. Um, too many times we think of, and what got me going down this road was too many times we think about all the things we're going to do and, and stuff like that, but we don't think about maybe the impact it's going to have on others, yep. not just your church members, but there are those people that will only come to church a couple times a year and Christmas and Easter, but will be that. Yeah. Um, in our context here in South Florida, we have um, some older in our congregation so they have family that comes in and stays. Okay. So yep. maybe family is going to church in Georgia for their whole life, but they come down here and this is an opportunity to, if, yeah. if maybe unsaved or saved, either one, to hear the gospel message, change hearts and lives. Yep. So just some practical things that you need to think about. You probably should have already been thinking about <laughs> as far as Easter goes. Probably. Um, I got a list. You can, you can read some of them. I, Let's let's start with the obvious thing is is pray, and this is yeah. something that I try to make sure I do before anything before I do pick music or anything. Pray about all the things, yep. all the details, all the music. Pray for yep. your pastor because there's pressure on him to to really dig in and deliver. You know, pastor, well, I got so and so coming this week yeah, this for Easter. Be that your best he's message ever. It, yeah, and they want to put the pressure on you. You know, God, preach the gospel. He's so unsaved. Like there's degrees of unsavedness, yeah. you know. <laughs> One is just as unsaved as the other, right? No, no, <laughs> no this guy's really unsaved. Like, he's really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, pastor, preach it this week, you know. And and so the pressure's on you, your lead pastor as well, your preaching pastor. Oh, yeah. um, but pressure's on the worship pastor, yeah. the worship leader. So pray and put God before all that because he knows and will, you know, through the Holy Spirit, guide you and lead you in that. Yeah, and I will say on that prayer thing, you know, you need to pray for, make sure that you're praying for the people that will come too, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and along with what you're saying, um, the, the desire, the drive, the need to be really on that day, if you will, um, to mm. be top of your game, I mean, look, let's let's not forget that we we are in a um, it is a performance based leadership, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because we're singing, we're playing instruments, those 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 kinds of things. I'm, I'm halfway through a cup of coffee, clearly, I need five more. Um, <laughs> but pray that it's not just about the performance, right? Pray for your right. heart in that too, right? And same for your pastor. Yeah, it's because okay to pray for the performance, right? Sure, okay pray pray that, that you can the, pray that the, it goes well and it has yeah. an impact on people, certainly. But also pray that you don't get so caught up in the performance that you miss what God is doing in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing for your pastor because the sermon is just as much of a performance, if you will, um, as, as everything else. So, yeah. you, you know, that's the line that we walk performance and leadership, right? How do we lead our people in, in worship? So that's, you know, just something, Yeah, just keep that in the back of your mind as you do pray Excellent. about these things. Excellent. Uh, the secondary part of that, which leads right into it, I think for me is, and, and 21 years of this, I've seen, we've done the big, huge programs, right? You've yep. been part of them, you've yep. done them. And then what inevitably happens the next Sunday? Nothing. And I have felt it. 
you just go back to normal, it's a giant, you know, whatever it is, quote, normal. You let the air out of the balloon. Yeah, it's like, well, this is, you know, everyone was hyped for Easter and Christmas and then the big letdown. My, my encouragement there is what I've I've kind of learned is, is just being consistent. Yes, Easter is going to be yeah. a bigger service, but be consistent in what you do. Christ's resurrection is just as important the day after Easter yeah. oh, or the yeah. Sunday after Easter as it is on Easter Sunday. So we should take that kind of, if anything, it, it tells us to get on it and, and, and have not necessarily that kind of energy, but have that kind of God focus every Sunday. Right. Okay. So but, if you, but, but hang on now, why shouldn't we have that uh, energy every Sunday? Do what? Why shouldn't we have that energy every Sunday? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we should, we should have that energy. And I feel like too many times we make, and here's the, here's the the statement, be consistent. Don't bait and switch. <laughs> so, and bait and switch means, you know, you, you offer this on Easter and the next week you go back to the boring normal. It, every Sunday should be that kind of, of focus. And I, but I get it practically Easter is a special Sunday. So there's going to be special things you do, but you know, I'm, I'm just encouraging you know, have that same kind of mindset after Easter, have that same kind of mindset yeah. before Easter, be consistent in that. And, and, and kind of, I guess, raise the rest of the year's level up, you know, and, and I know that's a lot of things and a lot of planning and a lot of whatever, but um, just be consistent. Don't bait and switch, make Easter and Christmas special, but keep the same style and flow for your normal services as well. You know, you can add things and do whatever, but keep that, keep that same kind of consistency. I've heard more comments to me about an, an appreciation for, man, just thank you so much for being consistent. Those are the kind of comments I appreciate more than, yeah. oh, worship was hype this morning. Man, we were, we were, we were rocking. It was great. Or, you know, this, I, I appreciate the other comments, you know. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. If you really were to dig in and look at what it means to, um, to worship, if you look at all the implications of worship in general, you mm. really should never be giving less than your best anyway. Yeah. Did Jesus hold back on the cross? Mm-mm. I mean, why Why do we do that? I mean, look, I get there's ebb and flow of worship, right? You're not going to be... Why do we reserve that amount of energy just for that? Well, it's because of the performance, right? We feel like we've got to right. do it better that day because we're going to have a few extra folks sitting in the seats. Right. Who may never come back again. So I guess in all of that, remember who it is. And I think this is, I think this may be the key piece in it. Remember who it is that you're doing it for. Right. Right. You're not doing it for the people. Now you have leadership responsibilities as you lead the people, but you're not doing it for the people. You're leading right. the people to do it for God, to perform for God, to worship God. Right. If we if we boil singing and playing all that down into performing, you're not doing it for you. Now a lot of people yeah. do, um, but just remember, and I think that helps you keep that energy every other week because you're focused in the right spot. Your focus is not on what can I do to be better. This mm-hmm. Easter, last Easter was great. We dropped 500 eggs from the rafters as we said, "Amen." You know, <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Uh, uh. What can we do this Easter? Let's drop a thousand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's the one-upmanship. Yeah. So, so here in here in Western world, Western society, we've kind of turned these things into performance events, like you're saying. Yeah. And the next one's got to top the one before. You got to be better. And and that's just the wrong avenue to be in, in my opinion. And I know others that would say different, but <clears throat> it's it's the wrong avenue to be in. Because we're, I mean, how do you one up your best to the Lord? And like you said, if you're giving your best all the time, now I know, again, within parameters, you, you, you want to do some extra songs on Sunday, on Easter Sunday or whatever. You want to do a, you know, more scripture or whatever you, you got going on. But the intensity and focus should still be there. Right? Agreed, yeah. You want to communicate, because you remember, you're communicating to your people. You want to communicate that two weeks from now, God is just as important to the people that are in that room as it was on Easter Sunday. 
Well, why are you worshiping? It's just like we just read in Judges. You're worshiping because he is the God who he says he is. He's done what he says he's going to do. And we're called to remember and celebrate that, right? It's weird to the world that we celebrate a man who was hung on a cross and killed, but because they don't have that resurrection picture, right? Mm -hmm. We don't. We celebrate the cross because of the resurrection, right? Yeah. The sacrifice is meaningful because of the resurrection. And I, I, I agree. struggle with turning it into a holiday to begin with because the resurrection is something that has, and, and the crucifixion and the burial, it all has implications every single day of our life, right? And I've always had a little yeah. bit of something in the back of my mind or, you know, the back of my neck, hair stand up, but, it's a holiday. It's 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 not a holiday. It's reality of every yeah. single day that we breathe. Yeah, that doesn't but bother I, I me because the world's going to do what the world's going to do, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. But for us, that the implication there is every Sunday needs to be like yeah. Easter, right? Yeah. And I'm kind of finding a renewed, um, uh, not purpose. I don't know that that's really the word I want to use there. Uh, maybe a let's just say it this vigor. way: a renewed joy in leading. Okay. Yeah. Um, as you know, as people come together, um, and maybe COVID has helped me with this some. When we yeah, couldn't, it probably has all of us. Yeah. And so it, it has really renewed my spirit as we gather together to be able to do that again, right? So, but. I don't want to get hung up on that, but I do think it's a big deal is, you know, in a primarily performance based ministry. And we could dig into that a lot from a practical side and from a theological side. I mean, worship is performative, right? I mean, you there is an aspect of that, even in the offering of the sacrifice in the old Testament, there is an uh, uh, element of sacrifice in that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, <sighs> element of performance in the sacrifice gosh right i'm going back to bed you finish this (laughs) well well think of this too many times here's where the fatal flaw happens we tie god's moving or god's presence or god's experience with god to the performance value and that that that's not linked together did the band perform you know excellently did the pastor preach with you know all this this vigor and um, intensity and was it all these things? Some of the greatest services I've ever been in were some of the technically biggest failure of yeah. the services yeah. as far as technical aspects. And God moved, or God, you know, saved, and people were saved, and things like that. So we make the mistake of tying God's all of that, God's movement. Uh, I don't. It's more than it, that. But yeah. God's God's movement to how well we perform. So we're, just, we are really bad about that. Oh, we're terrible. Yeah, so just a challenge yeah. for the worship pastor especially. Um, the I'm trying to think how to say this and, and not um, be maybe mean about it. Be mean. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther would have been mean. Go ahead. <laughs> Do it. Do it won't it, come out, man. It. I don't know. It's just <laughs> we, the people come Easter morning expecting something, mm-hmm. right? Let's just put it that way. Expect the Easter egg. Well, the 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 worshipers, not necessarily those yeah. in the leadership role, but the people, yeah. they come and there's a there's an expectation that it's going to be good that day, right? Mm-hmm. So, extra good or whatever. So why yeah. do we not set our people up? It, it is your responsibility to teach the people that that's an every Sunday thing. Yeah, that's good. Okay, let's just put it there. It is your responsibility to teach the people. For us, Easter, mm-hmm. eh, okay, I, I'll, I'll assent to it being a, a special day, okay, because it's a day that we focus particularly on the resurrection. Right. But it's on us to teach people that that is an every week, that is an every day kind of scenario that we should experience in our lives, but we let everything else get in the way of that, right? 
Yeah. And so we've got to teach our people that. For instance, teaching people that the reason why we worship on Sunday, because in first century church before in the Old Testament, the Sabbath was what? Shabbat. Saturday. Right. Shabbat. And if you go to Israel today, they still, you know, they have, you get an elevator and the buttons are automatic. So you don't have to push the button and, and the elevator, you don't have to work. It's Shabbat, right? It's, It's the Sabbath. So the reason why I'm teaching you people, the reason why we worship on Sunday is because of the resurrection. He was uh, crucified and buried on a Friday and the resurrection being Sunday, an example of that every single week we celebrate today, this day, because Jesus Christ rose from the grave. So So there's a lot in that. I mean, you, you go all the way back to creation, even where it's, you know, six days of work, a day of rest, right? So Mm -hmm. you can go all the way back to that idea you've got i forgot about that yeah, i mean you yeah, yeah the, the resting part yeah the resting part yeah that's that's hard for us to do but but i mean you go from that you've got the resurrection picture in view there i mean there's there's so much that you know that day the reason we worship on sunday there's so much wrapped up in that day right so much theological teaching in that day but at the end of the day every sunday should be that way Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. our heart, right? That's all in our heart. The heart of the leader and maybe even the failure of us to teach our people that mm. this should that this is a heart issue and it should be this way every week. So we well, got to move on because yeah. that horse is, um, I think we've... we've we killed it. <laughs> twice. Um, well, it ties into one of the other things out here. Make sure to explain things well. You will have people in your service for the first time yeah. or the first time in a long while. Make sure to explain things well. Make sure your inside speech, your church talk is not, you know, over the top. And, and a lot of folks know what I mean by church talk. We use vernacular inside our, our churches mm. where people from the outside who first time there have no idea what they're, what we're talking about, you know? So, so in case you're wondering that horse stood back up ah. <laughs> and you should do that every week, right? I mean, that's an evaluative yes, tool. You should exactly. do it every week. Okay. I'm just going to say that for that everything you say. Things, really. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, new people in our service, um, and really it's what I have learned is you, even for your church people, you have to over-explain things. And this is kind of an every week thing, like you said. Oh, yeah. Um, you really have to over-explain things. Um, too many times we'll get up and lead, and we'll read a, per, a, a passage of Scripture, and we maybe don't tie it with what we're singing that morning. We think it's obvious, but it's not. <laughs> Well, I didn't, what, what was that passage of scripture for? Or, you know, we just use it as a filler yeah. and we really shouldn't do that. So, yeah, so make I, sure you explain things well. I have on that vein, I have my wife read all my papers to make sure I've connected the dots well, because I assume connections <laughs> and she's not, she doesn't think the same way that I do on those from a, in, in that same manner. Right. So it helps to read. She's like, I really don't get this. How does this get? To, oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me explain that. Yeah. Same thing on yeah, Sunday. Add right? another paragraph of explanation yeah. here. <laughs> Same thing on Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we've we've thought about it all through the week, right? And planned it or through weeks. And we've connected the dots in our own head, yep. but maybe just not relationally to the people. We they, know exactly what that, that. flow is going to be. And we just go with that flow, right? Yeah, and everybody else is like, what? we just we're just sometimes we're just happy we landed the transition, right? <laughs> <laughs> song to song, you land the transition, you're like, yes, it was so good, and people are like, okay, I read that deal. passage and pronounced all the names properly. Yeah, you went from <laughs> B flat to G. Who who cares? <laughs> My grandma could do that. So that's good. I, I would also encourage you to for Easter, as in always, but use scripture liberally, and I. I see this a lot in churches where they just sing songs and they leave it up to the lead pastor to read the scripture. And yeah. sometimes the pastor yeah. will start preaching, never having read the verses, never having read what he's going to preach on. And you, you start to build a huh. momentum of no scripture reading at all. And I think that's one of the exhortations of the first century church to us read scripture yeah, and it's commanded to read scripture among you. So I, I think it's important for us to do that. Be honest, I don't have an issue with using scripture. What I have an issue with, and kind of the other side of that same coin, uh, is prayer time. 
like meaningful prayer mm-hmm. time in the service. You yeah, know I mean? meaningful prayer time. Um, right. That's probably where I'm, <clears throat> where I'm weak, where I'm lacking is on that side. But scripture, I agree with you. Put it in there. Yeah. Now, if your pastor's not reading the scripture, that that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, well, and what I what I meant to say there. I, well, yeah, I, there I have seen some that are not reading scripture at all. They they yeah. start in the riffs. They start in their introductory. They never open the Bible, and they just yeah preach quote unquote. And it's appealing this to is the, the ear. Word of God, it all right? <laughs> you should do this and do that. Well, where does it say that? Well, you know, we don't get opportunities to ask questions in the sermon, right? Fortunately, you know, stories that I've served with. Yeah, I don't have a Q and A time in your service. Well, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you want to. Hey, That's my brother. I see about? that hand. <laughs> see that hand back there. Um, I served with a. a is Calvary Baptist Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, Pastor Mark Quartz, uh, he's passed and gone away to be with the Lord now. But he used to call, the and this is a huge church, dude. We'd have 1,000 people, 2,000 people in a service. It's like a 10,000-member church. Yeah. And he would call everybody class. He was of that. He was in that <laughs> class. You know, here's this principle, and here's the scripture. And now, now listen, class. And there was 1,000 people sitting in the room. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's good. Um, all right. So, yeah, also in in the area of leading songs, I think it's important. You and I have talked about this before. Leading songs, especially maybe on an Easter Sunday with new people, Christmas, new people there, uh, lead songs that people are familiar with. Yeah. I understand that non-church people are not going to be familiar with all the songs, but you want to create an atmosphere where people are singing loudly or singing out. Um, That is always something we're after, but especially on an Easter Sunday, you don't want to pull out two new songs and try to do them on a, on an Easter Sunday. Probably shouldn't. I've done that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I told you I've done one where I pulled out a new song on Easter Sunday and this was years ago, but I feel like an idiot because nobody sang and it was, it was a big bomb and I learned my lesson, you know, don't, don't do that. Yeah. So now some people would argue, don't do that ever. You know, I I would push back against that and say, you have to teach new songs. Well, yeah. And I think there are avenues and tools that you can use to do that too. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I agree, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we talked about new songs and this is how I do it. I, I've done all the things. Hey, let's learn this verse and this chorus. You know what? Nine times out of ten, some people in the room are going to be familiar with the song. Just sing the song. You know what? Oh, yeah. You know how people learn yeah. songs? Repetition. Repetition. Yeah. So you sing it this Sunday. You bring it back next Sunday. Maybe what I do is typically wait another week or two and then bring it back again. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Generally. Because it gets... But you repetitively get it in front of your people, and they learn it. That's how you do yeah. it. So, yep. Agreed. Um, I, I think there's a lot to be said for um, continuing to celebrate, and we kind of hit this, but continuing to celebrate the resurrection after Easter Sunday. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to feel yeah. like it was a big letdown the next Sunday. It's like, Bleh. But I was in a performance mentality, I realized trying to do these big programs yep. trying to show all the things to the people <laughs> and the next Sunday, it's just praise team and your acoustic guitar. It's just normal. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think one, we've overinflated the performance. I just not with these big performance with whiz bangs and confetti going off. And I think what you confused is your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness. Because you're again, your audience is the not concert. the people, right? Right, and that's that's the difference. It's it it's a mindset change, right? Because you're not performing for the people; the yeah. people are joining in performance for the Lord, right? Right. But that it, horse he just keeps getting up. <laughs> yeah, it does get up. Uh, this is what we talked about before, though. There's there's songs that we would pick sometimes that are congregationally appropriate, but, or vice versa, they're personally appropriate. love to listen to that music, but I wouldn't do it necessarily for a congregation. It's maybe not congregationally appropriate. 
So thinking in that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Go um, back and listen to like helpful. episode two. <laughs> I think that's where we talked about it. I guess we did. Yeah, we talked about that early on. Yes, we did. But this, uh, this something good. for me, and this is something you may disagree with. I don't know. I, had, I didn't ask you, but um, don't be overly complex. Oh, I disagree. Would be another recommendation. I disagree. <laughs> be as complex as you can. <laughs> if they don't have to do calculus to get out the door, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, well, I've struggled with this with, and all the lead pastors that may be listening out there, if if any <laughs> that want to listen to a worship guy, um, this is no offense to you, but I have learned in the many pastors that I've seen, they want to get all the things in their sermon. They want to use nine yeah. illustrations. Yeah. They want to use all the pictures. They want to Video use clips. all the, the videos and the media. Yep. And we have to kind of healthily, nicely put the brakes on that and say, that's, that's a little too much. <laughs> ease up, cowboy. You're, yeah, ease up just a little bit. We can't show four YouTube videos. One, we don't have the rights to do it. Two. <laughs> so you can't do that any Sunday, to be honest. <laughs> it's just convoluting your message, right? Yeah. Um, you don't want to show like a, a guy that I, I saw was a church we were visiting. It was 20 minutes of a Will Smith movie. <laughs> 20 minutes. And it was the the one where his son dies or is going to die and he's going to take his own organ out and give it to his son, uh, John Q, I think. I have no idea. But it was that whole gripping scene where he's his son's going to die and he's, he's yeah. Oh, it was 20 minutes. And by the time we got to the end of that, I didn't hear anything that guy said after that. I was, I was ripped. I was like, ah, crying, you know, but I thought, you know, what an end. He, he was trying to show an illustration, but it was too complex. It was way overboard. Right. So well, if on you're showing Easter, 20 make, minutes of a movie, you might ought to rethink that anyway. And the message wasn't but 30 minutes. I mean, he, he preached 10 minutes. Here's a great illustration and blah, blah, blah. But just make sure to not to be too over over complicated and, and complex with your elements, your videos, your drama pieces, your testimonies. Don't let your testimonies go 20 minutes. Dance. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't let it be that that's the whole thing. I'm a big proponent of what are you showing me? Yeah. So if you if I if I give you 45 minutes of my time on a Sunday. What is the bulk of this showing? Yeah. You know, and if you can answer that question and say, we're pointing you to God, then everything you do, by and large, the most time you spend is going to be pointing me to God, yeah. not distracting me with something else or pointing me somewhere else. Yep. So I think that's important. Agreed, I guess. You guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a whole lot more in here that, that I wanted to say, I think, but... I, anything, I mean, you can jump in and add well, whatever I, you think. How, how are you preparing for Easter? I told you, I've been prepared for months. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I generally try to, uh, look, my services are pretty much planned through July. Um, yeah. I try to always stay ahead. And, and that was one of the things I just want to reiterate as we, as we kind of put a bow on this. The best thing you can do as a worship pastor, the best thing you can do as a pastor is just plan. Mm-hmm. Because I think where things tend to go off the rails more often than not is when you wing it. Yeah. Right. Many times. Every what? time I've winged it, I think it goes bad. Wait, winged it? Wung it? Winged it? <laughs> winged it. Let's go with wung. Wung it. Wung it. Anytime we've wung it, it goes bad. I like sure. that. I like that. <laughs> wung it. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you think about that. Even we practice transitions, right? Mm-hmm. Um read your scripture beforehand, right? If you're using a passage of scripture to, to tie some songs together or to illustrate a, um, a concept that, a, a theological concept that a song is teaching or so, something along those lines, whatever it is, read your scripture, right? Yeah. I, I mean, make sure that you, you can pronounce the words that are in there. You, you know, at least don't let them oh, I catch know. you off don't guard. Go, and, ugh, don't start me with that. That's one of my biggest pet peeve for a, for a, and, and I've got a, I've got a great pastor. Let me just say that before I, before I say this, cause this is not him at all, but don't get up there as a worship leader or a, or a lead pastor or anybody. And the first time you've read the passage you're talking about is like when you stand on stage, cause it will be obvious. 
I get tongue tied a lot because I, one, I'm usually wearing my glasses and I can't read when I wear my glasses. I have to take them off. So I'm doing this number with my phone, but I get tongue tied, but goodness gracious, read the passage several times before you get up there. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's a struggle because I can't see the back screen if I have my glasses off, but I can't read my Bible or my, I usually use my iPhone or my iPad, but I can't read it with my glasses on. And I got the mic in my hand. So what do you do? So if Here, hold uh, this. Yeah. Get somebody on the front row to hold it so you can read Get it. Get somebody on the front row to hold this for me. Um, you know, if I would be spiteful. And if I caught somebody reading a passage like as on the fly, never reading it before. Yeah. I'm throwing a numbers passage in there. A numbers passage. Yep. Next time you read it. And I'm throwing some numbers yeah. with all the names. Yeah, all the names. Well, and I mean, who can pronounce those things anyway? You sound like a sound like a doofus trying to pronounce them anyway. You can pronounce them all, <laughs> most of them. You yeah. are the man, especially if I get back. If I pull out the Hebrew Bible, yeah, I can pronounce most of them. <laughs> yeah, it's not that well, hard. Just, just just be familiar with what you're reading. You know, don't make that's it the, the first time you've yes. ever done it. Yes, that's yeah. the thing. It's just don't jump up on stage. But but that that plan, right? Yeah. Plan ahead. Read ahead. Work on your things ahead of time, and that's every week. So, yeah. but hey, it helps your hospitality team or your welcome team. It helps, you know, everybody if you've got things planned out because they're trying to serve yeah. that morning too, and they'll have new visitors coming in. Yeah, you know, uh, there's so much planning that needs to be done and gone into that. So you need to be yep. prepared so other people can do that are more than likely volunteer can do their jobs and do it well for the Lord. So the, the better you're prepared, the better your stuff goes and the better most other stuff is going to go yeah. as well. Um, yeah. But I will wrap up this Easter conversation with one phrase. Jesus. Christmas is 275 days away. Oh God. <laughs> take a toke, take a COVID test. <laughs> you have COVID. <laughs> nobody's laughing <laughs> no I yeah it's coming it, and it will be here faster than than you think you should be planning or have already planned starting to plan for Christmas right now so our our Easter conversation is a little kind of on the nose because you should have already planned yeah. yeah consider this your reprimand for doing this last minute if you've not done it yeah there. how about that disclaimer <laughs> well I didn't ask you this, but are, are you doing anything like big choir special? Big, you know, what are you doing for Easter? We hadn't talked about that. I what am. Is your church so doing? I've actually got a couple different, a couple different things going. Right. So we have two different services. We've talked about this, yeah. and we'll talk about it here in a few minutes when we go through our um, set list. Yeah. Set list. But so at, I actually have I've started another choir that will sing okay. in my contemporary service for that day. We've got a. We've got a nice song with a um, dramatic reading and some video and all that stuff. It's not um, that one you played, is it? <laughs> not in that service. Don't no. say if it is. Not in that service. I don't get you in trouble. Don't don't say if it is. No, it's Carrie Job's song, uh, Forever. Yep. Um, we're doing that. Your children, about your husbands, your uncles, No, your no, that's the blessing. Yeah. That's the blessing. Stop it. Oh. Uh, and that is in Numbers or Deuteronomy or something. I mean, it's your children it and their children and their children. I mean, it's in there. Um, but they say it about a billion times in the song. But no, um, Forever, yeah. uh, it's a great song. So I do have that going in, the, in my first service. The only service change I really have that day, the only major change outside of the choir, is um, normally we start, we have a countdown that goes to a welcome. Okay. Um that countdown that day will go straight to a song. Okay. So we'll kind of start with a little energy. That's how ours does. We, we do every traditionally, like all the time. Um, well not traditionally, but every time <laughs> we'll go straight from the countdown to an opening song. Yeah. Like right into it. And I'll have to say something silly, like stand up and worship with us this morning, you know, so <laughs> blah, 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 get up. <laughs> yeah. You know what to do. Why are you just in there? Yeah. No, we, yeah. so we, we will start that service a little bit differently. And really what that ends up being for me is a trial. We might go to that every week. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's just a, that's a good opportunity to change it, do something a little bit different. Um, going yeah. against everything we just said. Um, <laughs> we have a little something. 
but no, just we're canceling different. like our we're canceling our Sunday school and our small groups that morning. We're doing like okay. a breakfast together as a church, and then we're going over to worship. So nothing really super different in the service. It'd be an Easter message, it'd yeah. be Easter songs, but we're gathering together as a church and doing breakfast together, and and yeah. that's going to be fun. Are y'all doing sunrise do service? Ah, uh, no. Come on, man. Ugh. Uh, I, I mean, look, you are on the western side of Florida, so you know if you're on if you were on the east side of Florida, I think you'd have to do a sunrise service. Uh, if I was back in North Carolina, we would have to do one. We're doing one. Six thirty. We used to have. I don't remember when I lived in Winston Salem. I went to Piedmont in my undergrad. Yep. Um, that's a big Moravian area. So the Moravians at three o'clock in the morning and start playing the oompa bands <laughs> on the corner intersections of major roads. And just one of them happened to be right by this. So three o'clock in the morning, here's the brass instruments, trombones, all the trumpets, <laughs> and they're doing the whole celebrating because their thing is they celebrate yeah, the resurrection. Yeah. But three o'clock in the morning, I was like, look, I'm Christian, but you need to stop. But you're about to make me lose my salvation. Yeah, you're about to make me lose my spirituality here. No, so, I do appreciate uh, resurrection service. I've been to, been to a few of them, many yes. of them. So actually. we are doing it. Obviously, that's the difference because we, thank goodness, don't do those every week. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but it, so in my, in my traditional service, we're doing, I, I'm actually doing something a little different this year. Um, instead of like an Easter musical kind of thing, what I've done mm-hmm. is I have split up. I basically cut a musical into pieces. And so mm-hmm. I will do some of that on Palm Sunday. I will do some of that on Good Friday, um, which I won't be on podcast that day, by the way. <laughs> Mark it down, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah April 15th, uh, I won't be here. You got to do it on your own. Uh, no, because mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be getting ready for a um, – a Good Friday service that day. Um, yeah. So I actually will have a choir at that service, a midday choir, and we'll sing, um, actually, Beholding the Lamb. <laughs> and um, the Easter Sunday will focus on the resurrection part of that musical. It's three or four songs. So I'll have yeah. a... What, what's the lyrics of that song? I can't remember. Behold the Lamb? Behold the Lamb. Or Behold the <laughs> Lamb. Which song? Behold the Lamb? The Behold the Lamb, yeah. Behold the Lamb? The lyrics are <laughs> Behold the Lamb. That's it. Nah, man, it's, it's actually it's, it's a good song. Slain from the foundation you. of the world. I mean, for sinners crucified. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I always think of the Messiah version of that. So, Handel's Messiah, by the way. All I know is a hallelujah chorus. What's your set list for Sunday? Oh, I don't even know. All right, so let I me go. I hadn't planned. But- <laughs> Well, it is Friday. I'm you just, probably need to get on that. I'm just kidding. Uh, I could go. Oh, I didn't put up. Ready. I didn't put up the graphic this week. I didn't put up a Sunday set list for this week. Um, so Sunday for us, uh, this is Amazing Grace. Uh, you never let go. I haven't oh, done that in a, no. in a year or so. Never let yep. go. B flat. Uh, rolling into C. Rolling uh, living into hope. C. Well, not the song, but Living Hope. Uh, Christ is Enough, which is a little on the nose. It's a hill song. Going to keep using them. (laughs) Christ is Enough. I don't know that one, I don't think. Christ is Enough for me. Uh, You hadn't done that yet. It's it's 2012. Oh, man, it's too old. No. Yeah, too old. (laughs) Uh, B flat, C to G. So Christ is Enough, and we'll, we'll finish that with that. So I really like that song. Yeah, I'll check it out. I don't know what. But. It ties an old hymn with it. Um, uh, from the, the grave he arose. No, oh. it does not tie that into it. Uh, no turning back, no turning back. Oh, yeah, no what turning back. It? Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, what do you got? Low in the grave he lay. That's what <laughs> Negative. So we are. we have communion on Sunday. Um so we're doing it a little bit differently this week. We're going to start the service kind of in an attitude of uh, prayer. Um, yeah. So we'll take time right at the start, and we'll just start with prayer. I'll underscore that prayer, give them a few minutes to pray themselves. And we're going right into Holy, 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 the uh, Shaney Shane version. Um, okay. If you've not heard that, that's a good one. It's high. 
Um, I was going to say, except maybe a drop or key key or two lower, right? Uh, a step is it? A step lower. Mm-hmm. They do it in C. We're doing it in B flat. Okay. Um, but that's going to go straight into when I survey, and then we'll. This we'll, is traditional service, right? No, no. This is my um, contemporary service. Okay. Um, but we'll do those, and that'll go right into communion. And coming out of communion, we'll do His mercy is more. And uh, all right, I got to correct you. It is not communion. It is the Lord's Supper. We are not Catholics. This is communion. <laughs> we do communion. <laughs> Sorry, there's um, no transubstantiation involved here. <laughs> we still do communion. It's consubstantiation. Oh yeah, consubstantiation. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's transubstantiation. But what we do is consubstantiation. Yeah. The body goes with it. I'm just kidding. No. We do the remembrance view, obviously. Yes, Lord's Supper in uh, um, Southern Redneck Church terms. Yeah. Um, we're going to stick with communion. Uh, but coming out of that, we'll do His mercy is more, and then we'll close out yeah. our worship set with Lamb of God. Um, it's, who did that? Is that vertical worship? I can't remember who did that. Lamb of God in my place, your blood poured out, my sin erased. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, not the way I just uh, say my it. Buddy, but. My, my buddy Brian Howerton here, he says, uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. That was the hymn that's part of oh, Christ okay. is Enough, the okay. Hillsong song. Oh, there you yeah. go. Thank you for yeah. straightening straight. Appreciate that, Brian. Yeah, there, I Brian. couldn't. Appreciate you, brother. Lock, my brain lock. Yeah, that happens frequently. Um, we'll we'll wrap up after the message. Um, yeah, good. Uh, we yeah, have not a Lord's Supper next week. Me. Do you guys do it quarterly? Uh, we do it when we feel like it. <laughs> All right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I think by the church constitution, of course, we're supposed to do it quarterly. But <laughs> it's in the constitution, you, really. You laugh. It's in yours, too. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> you sure about that? I am. Uh, yes, because uh, ironically enough, well, you know this, um, we are clarifying our documents right now so we yeah. have a team it's called clarity team i'm part of that team other folks are too and we, we i have painstakingly read our constitution and bylaws <laughs> okay. and in doctrines of corporation and everything you can possibly think of all the way back to 1930 so yes i know okay <laughs> what hey, it says because most but other baptist churches like 160 pages though so oh, it's like 300 pages in yeah. most <laughs> In most Southern Baptist churches, it's spelled out in the Constitution that you'll do um, right. um, uh, it, Lord's Supper at least is, once a quarter. It is in the sense of we obey those ordinances, so baptism and Lord's Supper. So, and it and it it makes the language of regularly, or yeah. as a as a pastorly pastor would decide. So it it is in there in that, but it doesn't designate a specific. You have to do it at a measured you know, days away or whatever. Yeah. Well, ours is basically just says, make sure you do it once a quarter. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Is essentially how that Simple works enough. out. And we, you know, we probably, I'm sure we do it more than that if we were to go back and actually count, but traditional man, power in the blood. Power um, in the blood. With communion, I got a reading that we'll do there, the suffering of Christ. And we, we do have, when I survey in that, in that service as well, I'm carrying the same song over both services. Um, Good song. Yeah, it's it's not the um, Wonders Cross version. It's the Wally Wally version. Um, <laughs> Wally Wally. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I told I my choir Wonders last Cross night. Version. I don't. It, I told my choir last night. This probably my favorite hymn. The Wally Wally. It version. is my favorite hymn. Yeah, it is mine. Well, um, it is well with my soul would probably be number one for me. There's a um, there's a version of um, when I survey the this version, the Wally Wally tune, um, I think it's Catherine Scott. I think it's who did it. My yeah. favorite version in the whole wide world, and we're doing it Sunday, and I'm doing it in both services. So, um, but we're actually doing Man. something interesting with communion. Um, we'll go after when I survey, Pastor will go right into the bread, and then my choir is going to sing "Written in Red," and then we'll do the cup. We'll, Man, you're doing all the performance stuff. We'll finish out with uh, Hallelujah, What a Savior. Make sure your choir gets all the, the bread and wine. Man of Sars. Man of Sars. <laughs> the Hillsong one or? No, just the traditional hymn. man. Okay. <laughs> hallelujah, What a Savior. You're just hemming it up Sunday on both services, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. 
but I mean, if you that. know that Shane and Shane version of Holy, 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 it's just too good. And it goes, it's yeah. perfect. And same with when I survey. I mean, those are, those are perfect for communion Sunday. I mean, yep. we'll do them any Sunday. That's not a, right. It doesn't have to be a communion Sunday for me. I would do those, either of those any Sunday, but, um, they just happen to fall this week. But anyway, could probably keep rambling on about all of this, but. Well, good topic today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it sounds sounds silly to talk about, but there, you know, people don't realize the planning and the, the practical aspect of of doing things like this. Um, and I'm a I'm a big proponent. Of even anytime I get an opportunity to teach um, people how to get away from the pomp and circumstance shows, yeah, which there's nothing wrong with that, but. In a worship service, I just don't think that fits, and we've tried to do that for a number of years. Um, getting back to the reason for our worship, for our services, what we're doing on Sunday. See, I just do a lot um, of teaching on really what the mindset should be. Yeah. I don't have an issue with those elements, but it's it's why. Why are we doing them? Right. And so well, if and we can— It always comes back to the heart. If, so. I was going to say, if we can hit the heart of the issue— which is the heart. Please don't sing the song. I, don't do it. But if we can do that, I'm coming I want, back to the heart. <laughs> you told me not to sing it, and then you sang it. I know. I had to do it. All right. What's minute and 10 seconds. Okay. A minute or uh, hour and 10 minutes. Thank for, you for, for tuning in. Info at the complaint com. Send us the email. I'm going to end this. We're going to, we're going to land this plane before more yeah. old Michael W. Smith. Or, no, that's Redmond. More Redmond comes Redmond. out. Redmond. We'll, we'll, um, we're going to be done with that. Complaintdesk.com, the complaintdesk.com, info at the complaint desk. Shoot us an email. We would love to help you out, and we're going to save you from everything else. So have a good Sunday, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.